podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's up, Knight fans? Sons of UCF is proudly presented by the law firm of Gordon and Partners. Since 1993, Gordon and Partners have been dedicated to the pursuit of justice for those who have been wrongfully injured at no fault of their own. It's important that you get legal advice from somebody you trust, so contact UCF alum Michael Hoffman directly if you have any legal needs or questions. Visit their website, fortheinjured.com, or text 407-913-5350 to talk to Michael directly. Don't just trust anybody. Trust the best. And trust a knight. Gordon and Partners. For the Injured. This is the Sons of UCF, the number one place for UCF sports. With your distinguished host, Adam. You called somebody Cheetos. Who, who is Cheetos? And Mike. I don't like going to petting zoos. Now, here are the guys. All right, Mike, let's get to uh, some fun stuff. So we at the Sons of UCF had a really cool opportunity this past week. Uh, Each year prior to the spring game, uh, uh, the Varsity Knights football um, program, which is obviously brought out of UCF, led by Carlos McCanns, who does a great job. They put on a tournament every year, a golf tournament. And uh, we just so happened to be able to have the opportunity to be a sponsor for the tournament this year, which was really cool, Mike. And I know some people are probably going to give us a bunch of crap over like sponsoring the tournament and whatnot. Um, but here's here's my thinking on this, dude. If you think about our show, you and I, how long we've been doing this show. We, we essentially built our show off of interviewing all these guys, right? Like all the varsity nights, all the, the players that came, you know, before you and I played, the players that were there when you and I were there and the guys who have come after us. Those have been the guys that we've talked to over the past four plus years that have helped us make the show what it is, right? And in today's world, NIL is a new thing and it's helping the current athlete. But this was a really good opportunity to give back to the guys that really formed this this university, formed the football program. And frankly, the guys who have helped you and I get this platform and start making a show and start making a name out there and start providing this content for everybody. So it was a really cool opportunity to get out there, uh, Mike, and, and be a sponsor. We sponsored the 17th hole, got some pictures out there. We took some picture, uh, pictures with a bunch of folks, uh, a really cool opportunity, uh, really great to, to mix it up with some of um, some of the great nights of all time. Um, we have a video out on YouTube now with Dante, Blake, KZ, Gabe Davis, Traquan Smith, Joey Grant. But it was a who's who, Mike, of, of UCF football celebrities. Uh, current uh, current staff as well, Gus Malzahn was there uh, playing some golf. Uh, Darren Hinshaw was there for a little bit. Pretty much all the coaches showed up at some point. Not all of them played, but they were all kind of hanging around and, uh, and milling about, Mike. But such a cool opportunity to see these guys, the the legends, the heroes that a lot of us rooted for, the guys that we saw every Sunday, every Saturday in the Citrus Bowl in the bounce house, just cutting it up, man, playing golf, cursing each other out, you know, side bets, loud music, uh, just uh, just a great time, a great uh, a great atmosphere. Telling a couple of cool stories that they probably would never tell us on the air because uh, they wouldn't want to admit some of the stuff and and uh, and some of the things that went on, Mike. But such a really cool opportunity to be a part of. Um, met a bunch of great people, like, like I said off the top. Hopefully, some folks that we'll get on the show really soon. Uh, but we'll put a bunch of stuff on our uh, on our socials. I've been putting a bunch of videos on Instagram. If you're not following us there, it's on UCF. And then again, nice video that came out today with a bunch of interviews. We'll put some more of those out here throughout the rest of the week, Mike. But I know you weren't able to to make it up there for the for the event too. But it was such a cool opportunity. I wish you had been there. It was it was really really fun. Uh, for anybody who's a UCF fan, it's you know it's not a uh, not an opportunity open and available to all. But if there's a way for people to get involved in this in the future, I would really encourage, you know, uh, looking into it because it was such a cool opportunity. 
Well, there's another way they can raise money. If these guys are all playing in foursomes, you know, you make it three and then one fan that gets to join and play around with Dante or around with Schneider, around with KZ and all those guys. I think that would be a cool way to raise some money. And a lot of people probably be interested in that. But it was cool to see these guys just back together, hanging out together. Um, I saw some of the videos. Some of the, they they look like they're good golfers. Some of them, you know, they all look yeah, like they have good swing. Yeah. It the, depends. The ones depends. I saw, Mackenzie's yeah. got a nice swing. Blake's got, got a, a nice swing. swing. Dude, Blake's actually really. Blake's are actually really good. Yeah. Dante, I think, stands a little too far away from the ball or something. Something's off from him. I think he's too far back. And he moves up a little bit, but he, he's got power. We know that. He he hits the hell out of the ball. It's not straight, but he absolutely crushes the. I mean, it's all. I mean, he's spraying left and right, but he hits a he hits the t- the hell out of the ball for sure. <laughs> so that was cool. And you're right about having to support these guys. The, if it wasn't for them, I don't know how long this show would have lasted because the first off season was like, what were we gonna do? And the first thing we thought of was to start talking to some of the old players, and that's how we pretty much built this show with on player interviews and a lot of those guys we've had on before, you know, yeah. Schneider and McKenzie and Dante, all those guys have been on this show before. So to be able to help them and support that the varsity nights, I'm always happy to do that. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like obviously to me, the highlight was just watching these guys interact with each other. I mean, you know, some of these guys, 20, 25, 30 years, you know, ago, and they're still busting each other's balls, right? They're, they're still having a good time. They're still trying to figure out who can hit the ball the farthest. Um, some of them take it really seriously and are really good at golf. And you could tell they were trying to kind of win the tournament. It was a scramble. Uh, so for those who don't know, it's essentially best ball, right? One guy hits, everybody else kind of hits off the best ball spot. Um, and, and some were really, really bad golfers there for fun. Uh, it was just good to hear the banner back and forth and the trash talk between the two guys, um, you know, when they're on the green and they're trying to figure out who's going to read the putt um, and just kind of seeing everything kind of come together. It was, it, w- it was a really cool experience um, and something I'm really glad we were a part of uh, a couple of the highlights. Again, uh, um, D- Dante hits the ball a ton. I mean, he's a, Dante's a large human being, Mike. I, we've seen him on video, but when you stand next, you you are just like, oh my god! Like he is a, a very very large human being. Blake Bortles looks like he could play right now. I mean, he is in fantastic shape. I mean, if if he has five percent body fat, I'd be shocked. He swings lefty, which I was not surprised. I was surprised. I mean, he's a right-handed quarterback. He swings lefty. He's got a really good golf stroke. Um, r- really, it's kind of really fun to watch Blake a little bit. He's the white whale now. We've had Dante on. Blake's now our white whale. He's the one guy we have on the show. I'm working on that. I think I, I got a little in with him, and we're going to see if we can figure this out, Mike. But it's so funny to watch him interact with, you know, with, with, uh, with Joey, who obviously he's played with, and Joey was a center, and, and, and Gabe was there, and Trey Khan was there, and just watching him interact. And as soon as like Trace put the camera in front of him, it was just like robot mode came on, on, and like he went from like, you know, telling the stories and having fun and laughing to like, yeah, it's really good to be back at UCF. Really love it. I mean, it was just <laughs> so amazing to see the transformation really quickly. He had one viral moment. Have you seen his interview clip yet, Mike? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Uh, where Trace asked him what he's good at, and he said drinking. I mean, he's yeah. got the one. He's got the one viral moment that's probably still uh, blowing up on on social media. Uh, Joey Grant was uh, just hysterical to watch. He had a, a big putt and was strutting around like a peacock on on the green. Mike, it was it was a really cool experience. But it was great to just meet a lot of guys that we had never heard of. Like, and not because we're not educated, but like, hey, do you know this guy? Like, he played in '86. And like we would go over, shake his hand, and he would tell us a story about something that we'd never heard of. And you're like, 
oh my god who is this guy like how do i know the story uh and there were so many of those guys that we met um got a chance to hang out with sean beckton for a little bit obviously former player coach at ucf um he's another one we'd love to have on the show and had a chance to talk to him alan gooch talked to him for a little bit um you know just so many guys that you know you probably wouldn't know off the top of your head but you meet them you say hello and you kind of do some you know some introductions and the stories these guys are telling like it's just it's just fantastic if you're a ucf football fan uh again i wish i could get all these guys on the show at some point in time and talk all these conversations uh it, it was just it was just so cool to be a part of hopefully we'll get a chance to to, to you know nail some of these guys down in the future mike but i have another really impressive story i want to share so um, I mentioned Will Healy earlier. Will Healy came to UCF this year. He's essentially Gus, uh, Gus Malzahn's like on-field, not on-field, off-field analyst. But he's also kind of like his right-hand man, kind of the SJ Tui role, except he also has a football, um, sort of a football analyst role as well, right? Former head coach. Those of you who remember in 2017, we played Austin P, And they, uh, we won, I think it was 73-33. Um, Healy was the coach of Austin P at that point, went to UNC Charlotte, didn't make it there. Right. So he's playing in a foursome with Gus SJ Tui, uh, Mary, the head trainer. And, you know, Trace and I are kind of back on the green, just kind of watching, observing. And like this dude comes over probably like 30 yards from where he was standing, walks over and goes, Hey guys, Will Healy, nice to meet you. And shook our hands, sat there and talked for like 10 minutes, got to know us, asked us questions, asked about what we do. You know, we talked to him about his family coming in and what that was like. I mean, he had no, he had no reason to come over and talk to us, right? He had, you know, we had, we had no inclination that, you know, he, uh, he, he knew who we were. And yet he came over to introduce himself and just say hi and, and just talk about himself and the program and what he was doing and how excited he was about UCF and his family and where they're moving. Uh, it was just such a cool experience. And then fast forward, he's actually staying at the Celeste. So I ran into him at the, at the hotel lobby twice after that. Um, but just it was just really cool to be around a lot of these guys, Mike. And again, um, you know, for those who aren't familiar with the Varsity Knights and kind of what they do, you can find them on social media. Uh, they have opportunities at, at some point in time to, to give back, to donate. I know NIL and the kingdom are a big part of where we are right now, and that's an important thing to do, Mike. But it was really cool to get back um, and to be a part of the Varsity Knight family for, you know, just a, a small four-hour window. But definitely something that was worth worthwhile. If you're a business owner out there, if you're somebody who has the means to do so, um, sponsoring that group and this this event uh, is uh, is a no brainer for me. Now the important question is, who won the tournament? You know, no idea, no idea. I believe Blake, um, Gabe, Traquan, and Joey were leading last I heard, but I do not know who ended up winning the tournament. Fun fact: Traquan did not play. Uh, showed up uh, on like the sixth hole, um, uh, sh- khaki pants, shirt tucked in, no golf clubs. <laughs> and we were like, are you playing? He's like, I don't, I don't play golf. Uh, but hung around and, uh, and hung out with the guys. Um, uh, Paul Miranda, who was there, was with another group, but decided just to hang out with Dante's group the entire time and just, you know, yell stuff at them. And I don't think he played either. Um, Reginald Doster, who people probably don't re- don't don't remember from that that late '80s team, Mike. He was there. Uh, he was he was certainly enjoying himself. Mike Palmer uh, w- was there um, playing with uh, with Dante. Um, it, yeah, you just you names. Uh, Schneider was there. Uh, Jimmy Frizzell, who probably looks like a bodybuilder, by the way, Mike. I think he probably had like 30 inch biceps. Schneider had a lot of fun earlier in the day. You can tell. Um, um, uh, Ryan Flynn, a punter, was there. It was just random. Like you go around, you're like, oh, there's Billy Giovanetti. Like it was just. Uh, a, a randomness of who was there uh, and everybody was super nice to, to all of us um, gave us time to, you know, to say hi and chat. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was cool. But I think Blake and Gabe 
and Traquan and uh, and Joey were leading last I heard. Now you guys had the 17th hole, so did you stay there the whole time, or did you kind of walk around and, and get people everywhere? Wandered. We started off with um, uh, Dante teed off on one, so we uh, we literally just followed Dante for a few holes. It was a, it was a shotgun start, so uh, for the non golf fan, basically a, a, a foursome or a threesome starts off on every hole, right? So Dante started off on one, um, and then Blake was uh, was in front of them, so we went from Dante to Blake, then drove ahead a little bit, and we caught up with uh, uh, some other guys. Then we went back caught up with Gus Casey and then we posted up at uh, at 17 where uh, where we had this the whole sponsor sign Aaron Evans was there uh, Chris Martin was there um, so we just kind of hung around with those guys and whoever kind of came to 17 we you know spent some time talking to them and taking pictures and, and whatnot um, but yeah we, we we luckily we got a golf cart which was fantastic because your boy here was not willing to walk uh, all 18 back and forth so luckily we got a golf cart which really made our life easier did you guys have a cooler too were you drinking hanging out or we did not have a cooler. Uh, well, so let me take that back. There was a cooler attached to the cart. Ours was empty. But had we had wanted to have had anything, uh, the options were readily available to us at that point. But it was like nine in the morning. So and we weren't playing any golf. So, um, you know, we, we kept it straight. But there were there were options available to us. Should should the uh, urge have uh, have hit us. All right. Well, you know, I'm glad you guys went out there, had a good time, played some, well, you didn't play golf, but watched some golf and got me thinking about the best, I got a list Ooh. here, Oh, top five, Oh, UCF golf names, names wow. of I don't UCF even know football where... players, okay. golf. Wow. I don't even know where this is going. Okay. Yeah. What do we got here? All right. Top five. I got some OLIs. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I like all of these, so I might not go with all of them. Right? How about okay. William, stand back while I tee off? All right, I'll give that one to you. That's an old. I'll line. give it to you. I'll give it to you. All right, three t- three dings there. Uh, Josh sitting pretty on the green. You know, you, you, t- you tee off, it, and he's hey, he's sitting pretty. He knocked that thing right on the fairway. Okay. Okay. All right. Those, these are all OLIs. Oh, these O-L-I. don't count. Yeah, okay. Dion Green. Do you remember this player? His name is Dion on Green. Dion Green. I don't even have to make it. All right. All right. Green's an easy one. It's the last name, but yeah, I'll, I, I see what you did there. Defensive lineman. Not, not, yeah. not a very well-known guy, but some people know who I'm talking about. All right. Let's get to the top five. Yeah. Number five. Herb Handicap. <laughs> no? All right. Okay. <laughs> well, what's your All handicap? Right. Everybody knows when you play golf, you got to have a handicap. Yep. If you're not a professional, you you give yourself a couple strokes there. Um, Number four. I have a couple options to go with this. I'm not sure which one I like better. Jesus. Japari Henderson or Ampari Johnson? Which one do you like better? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to give me that sound no matter what I said on the report. Yeah, neither. All right. I mean, I guess. Oh. Huh? I would go Amar. I guess he's been here longer. I guess um, uh, Apari Johnson. I guess I would go because he's been here longer. Right. But oh. I think you're gonna like the next one. Number three, Lee Pin Hunter. Huh? Uh, not a pin. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I, I see what you did there. I'll I'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Golfers, true golfers know you, you, you hunt for the pin. True. Oh, wow. Mike Owen, true golfer on me. Okay. All right. Number two. Mm-hmm. John Slice Plumley. All yes. right. Now, see this. <laughs> now, see, now you're coming again. Now you're coming alive here. I like that one. That's good. Uh-huh. Let's see. That's the one reason I, I haven't played golf in probably since we took that golf class 20 years ago at UCF. But I, every time I remember I went to the driving range, I had a horrible slice. Everything I'm off yeah. to the right. Started off good for the first 50 yards or whatever it was, and then straight off to the right. Yep. Could I'm never get that. Golf. Yeah. Yep. Number one, Justin Holman. Oh. Uh, all right. I mean, that's pretty easy on that one. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll, I'll get that's a good, that's a good one. Good, good golf names. I'll give you those. Okay. Uh, none of those guys were at the tournament. <laughs> well, I had to work with names that I could. I'm just, you know, I just not a single one of those guys was actually at the verb handicap, wasn't there? He showed. Uh, to be fair, he showed up. Yes, he did not play. All of the, uh, um, I don't want to say all of the, uh, the majority. I saw Addison Williams, Aaron Hinshaw, Herb Hand, Brian Blackman, Kenny, um, Kenny Martin was there. Um, they all showed up, but uh, I don't believe any of them played. All right, but there is the top five. Uh, List of names, UCF football names that have to do with golf. So that's a that's a solid list, my friend. I think what four out of five, I think got you uh, got you a, a winner sound there. I'll give you those two. You said a bunch of terms that I was trying to mix in there. I couldn't find names. You know, like caddy or clubs or driver. Hmm. Couldn't couldn't find any names that went with those. Eagle, birdie, bogey, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for running down the golf terms for yeah. you. Said oh. off the top, you had multiple top fives. Are there more top fives? Yeah, I got a couple other top fives. You want to get into some? Um, we we're I mean, talking what do you about. Got? I mean, do, do I need to transition to something? Do we need a topic for you to get to these, or how does this work? Well, the, the other thing that happened this weekend, the day after the spring game, was the yard sale. That's correct. Right? The yeah. yard sale. I know people are upset about people reselling some things that they bought at the yard sale. Yep. How do you how do you feel about that? Some guy goes in there. You buy 200 bucks worth of stuff and then you go the next day and you put it on eBay, try to make 500 bucks. I prefer not, but here's the thing. The money still went to the kingdom. So mm-hmm. yes, you are, um, you are, you are getting your money, but I also, there are um, hundreds of thousands of people, Mike, who could not be at the yard sale. So this is your opportunity. If you really want some UCF gear to get it, do I want people making profit off it? No, but it's also, society that's just what we do so it at least put some stuff on the open marketplace the kingdom still got paid up front eh, it's a win-win for everybody if you're a ucf fan and you live in you know sheboygan wisconsin and you couldn't get to the spring game or the spring game or the yard sale and you pop on your ebay account and see a jersey and you're like i wanted one of those like you still have an option i think that's a i think it's a fair trade but you have to pay a premium because you live in sheboygan so what if the guy is a real diehard ucf fan bought Two hundred dollars worth of stuff, kept a hundred of it for himself, selling the other hundred dollars worth for three hundred bucks, and he's going to take that two hundred dollar profit and donate it to the kingdom so he can become a member. You never know. Yeah. Or the guy's just trying to make some extra money. Like you said, the money originally went to UCF. They sold it for what they were asking for. 
if the guy can make extra bucks, uh, this is America. Let him make some extra bucks. It's not like he stole it. If he stole right. the jersey, then I'd be like, hey, jackass, like bring the jersey back. But again, you have to pay a premium if you're not able to get. That's just how life works, right? Like you have to pay a premium for certain things uh, if you want the uh, the ability to have them. If you don't live here locally in, in Florida and can't get there, you have to pay a, a, a tax on living in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. If that tax is 200 bucks and that ends up in your pocket, Mike, you know, everybody wins at that point. Plus, the guy that bought the, the good stuff, that if that's what it is that they're selling, he had to be early in to the yard sales. So that means he's either already in the kingdom or he's already a season ticket holder or he's already a shareholder, right, mm -hmm. to get in early enough to get the good stuff that other people wanted. So he's already donating to UCF. Um, maybe he needs the extra bucks for something else. Maybe you know, not everybody has just a lot of money laying around. Maybe the guy needs some extra money. I don't really see a problem. I know people are people very upset. Yeah, took it over. But anyway, yard sale. I got the top five things you can buy or sell at a yard sale. You ready for this? Just any yard sale? Any, any yard sale. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, are you a yard sale guy? You don't strike me as a guy who's going garage selling or yard selling on a, on a, on a Saturday morning. No, we've had ourselves. We had one garage sale once. This okay. was, it had to be before even kids. I forget why. Maybe we were moving or something and we were just trying to get rid of stuff. Forget how did we do? Did we, you know, profitable yard sale? Yeah, I think we made a few hundred bucks. Right. Maybe it was after, maybe it was right after kids. Maybe we sold a lot of the old baby clothes or whatever it was. I forget what it was. We made a few hundred bucks or whatever it was. Nothing huge. I mean, how much are you actually making from the garage sales? I don't remember. I don't really, I don't really know. Is the only difference between a garage sale and a yard sale if you have a garage and if you don't? Is that really the only difference? I think so. Yeah. It, <laughs> I always called it garage sales, but I guess, yeah, if you don't have a garage, you got to call it a yard sale. Either now, way, you're putting everything in front of the house. What's an estate sale? Is that when someone's passed away and you're selling their stuff? I think estate sale is just, you can sell anything that's inside the house. People come inside, you put price oh. tags basically on the couches and the pictures you hang in there, everything that's inside the house, you mm -hmm. tag it up and people come in. So it's not out on the yard. You come in the house, you buy everything in there. You don't strike me as a guy. I feel like if Mike, you see if Mike has a yard sale, your garage sale estate sale, whatever it is, and you know, you're selling a, you know, a blender, and the ticket says 15 bucks. And some guy's like, I'll give you a 10. You don't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to engage. And you're like, hey, it says 15 bucks, jackass. You don't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to be like, yeah, let's talk about your 10 bucks. Nah, it depends. How long have I been sitting out there already? You get me late in the <laughs> day. All right, yeah, All right. give me 10 bucks. All right, get out of here. Go. Okay, the, okay. The people that I, <laughs> I remember that. People were coming in and wanting to pay not just $5 off. I mean, a, a huge discount off. And, and you're like, no, no, no. It's too early for that. You come back in five hours. I'm still sitting out here with the same crap. Maybe I'll listen to you. I'll tell you so, long game. They're they're absolutely taking your blender. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm getting rid of it anyway. If I'm not selling it, I'm probably throwing it away. <laughs> this is the reason I'm having the, the garage slash yard sale. I just want to get the yeah. stuff out of the house. So yes, uh, eventually you can wear me down. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> All right, so top five things at a yard sale. Um, Oli. Books, yeah, that's, that's a stable. That's a stable. Hey, you, you've read the books. Just, yeah. What are you gonna do with them? I got a bunch of books behind me on the sign here. You, I mean, they're they're just on the shelf like trophies, as if anyone cares. Yeah, so somebody's gonna give you two bucks a book, five bucks a book, whatever it is. Why not get rid of it? You take, take it. Yeah, space. You take. Yep. There's a couple things on here that I think we just usually just donate. You don't even try to sell, like kids' toys, old toys. Every year around Christmas, you. you you know, you find one of those uh, charities that are just giving out 
old toys and you and you you do that and you just donate them. I don't think you even put those in the yard sale. Depends on the toy. I think majority you're okay, but yeah, it depends on you're talking about like a riding toy, like one of those like ride along like motorized situations. You might sell that one, but you're talking like Legos and matchbox cars and old puzzles. Yeah, I mean you can you can donate those. So very limited on the toy. Very limited. All right, number five, tools. You can get rid of some old tools, and it, or you can you can buy. This is not just things you can sell; things you can buy. You can pick up some good tools at a yard sale. There's no you can't like ever or would ever buy a tool from. You don't serve me as a tool guy. When's the last time you were at Home Depot? Right now, I it's been a long time, but I have all the tools. I have a million tools. The guy's got all five tools over here. <laughs> I go right behind this stage like right here. There's a drawer full of tools. You want to get a hammer, wrench? What's your, what's your go-to hand? tool? What's the tool that I will find in UCF Mike's hand more often than not? Uh, you know what I use? It's just because it's easy. My uh, father-in-law got me one of those, like, those. I think it's called a Leatherman, and it's got a bunch of little tools in it. You just open sure. it. It's got, a, yeah. it's got a wrench. It's got a screwdriver. You got it. it takes care of most jobs around the house. Okay. Um, I like that. You know, I... I, I'm good with the drill. I can drill some stuff. <laughs> I got a I got a big hammer power drill. I've got all kinds of different drills. So okay, okay. <laughs> um, there you go. There you I, go. I got all, I got a lot more tools than you think I do. I I was not I, I didn't. Sorry, I inherited I didn't all my dad's you. old tools. He had a whole shitload of stuff, and that's basically all my stuff. I didn't mean to insult your tool prowess. Yeah, the worst <laughs> tool of all time, by the way. I think we can all agree on this. The Allen wrench. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing with the Allen wrench, Mike? Why, why do I need to, inst- like, I got this thing out of the, th- I'm going to, you know, no, I, I I need an Allen wrench key. And you got to crank this thing a million, like the Allen wrench, worst tool ever. Invented. I've got thousands of those. Thousands. So do Everyone does. All Everyone different does. sizes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tools. I don't, I don't know. I, I believe it's, I didn't mean to insult your tool prowess on that one. So I, I will, I will change the vote on this one to a, uh, to a positive. You could pick up a good drill for, you know, Probably half the price at a yard sale, hmm. maybe less. All right, number uh, yep. number four. Guess, can I get like a saw, like a like circular saw, like a table saw? I'm sure you could. That, Do you I own one of those? Do you have a no, table I saw? I have a regular no? saw, just like the hand crank yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. I need to get a real saw one these days. No, I mean I, I have one of those hand ones, but I, I need I need a yeah I need a table saw. All right, continue. I'm not I'm not crafting any tables over here. Maybe you should. Home projects. My wife I'm wants to. I'm uh, not the Nightalorian. My wife wants to ship lap like a, a wall in our, our bedroom, and she's seen all these videos. And she's like, "It's not that hard." I'm like, "Well, you need the the measure and the tool. Like, you you can't just you know willy nilly nail a board up there. You got to like measure this stuff out. You need to cut it appropriately. You know, you need to sand it down. Like, you just can't you know throw some planks on the wall here. So, uh, I, I, in order to pull that off, I feel like I need the proper tools. No, you pay somebody two hundred bucks, and you save yourself all the aggravation and the two hundred bucks. You got someone doing shiplap for 200 bucks? Hey, go to Home Depot and, and the guys that are oh, sitting you're, outside. You're talking about cutting it. Okay, you're talking about cutting it. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. I'm talking about the guys sitting outside Home Depot. They'll do any job you want. You're, 200 bucks. Wow. You're shiplapping? Those guys are shiplapping for 200 <laughs> bones? I need to go to Home Depot more yeah. often. Lowe's? You find, you find a couple of those guys. They're just right. sitting there waiting for a job. I need to have a garage sale first to, to get the funds to be able to go to Home Depot to get the guys to ship off my house. Fair, fair enough. All right. I got yeah, it. You don't have to do all that stuff yourself. I mean, it's something simple around the house. You do it, but uh, big projects, I outsource. I don't disagree. I'm, I'm a heavy on the outsource. I agree. Uh, number four. 
I'm going to say furniture, but really lawn chairs, outdoor furniture. You might be able to find a good one. I have one time in my old neighborhood. <laughs> what are you laughing at? But I've never seen someone with so much. You have, you have so little conviction <laughs> for your list. <laughs> when you start, you're like four. Uh, like you're, you're so unconvicted with your list. I, I feel, I feel like done. this list, your heart's not in this one, but I'll continue on. <laughs> Where I used to live. These people must have been at the end of the yard sale. And I drove by and I saw these lawn chairs that were out there. I mean, they're lawn chairs. They were about to throw them away. I just wheeled those suckers over to my house. I used those things for until we moved out of that house, probably like four or five years. They were in good shape. Mm -hmm. You put some nice cushions on top of them. You never knew the difference. They worked. So I think you can find some pretty good outdoor furniture stuff at these yard sales. Okay. I may or may not have. Uh, actually, my biggest... Um, I don't know if it was a yard sale. This was uh, uh, like a kismet moment of my life. My Actually, my wife, I'll, I'll give her credit for this. She's nowhere near me. She can't hear this. But she was driving through a neighborhood, and some guy had literally put a kegerator at the end of his, his driveway as she drove past. And it had a sign on that says, like, you know, first come, first serve. So she stops the car. And she's like, what's going on here? He was like, ah, wife's making me get rid of it, drinking too much. You know, I, I got to get rid of this thing. And she was like, I'll take it. He was like, yours. Calls me up. We go get a truck. Free kegerator side of the road. The thing worked like a charm for like years until I was drinking too much, and then I had to get rid of the kegerator, which is how that works, Mike. But free kegerator was a was a was a blessing. <laughs> so, somebody, did you guys give it away to somebody else, or you sold it? Uh, we, um, I think we did the same thing. I think it rolled it in the driveway, and was just <laughs> like, here, you know, God bless your liver, friends, and whoever took it took it. I guess at that point. <laughs> The gift that keeps on giving. Kegerator more work than you think, though. You got to clean the lines. You got to get gas. You got to, you know, you got to, you know, clean all the bearings. Like it's, it's not all, you know, fun and, and, and beer pong. You got to do some work on that thing. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Just get it. That was a lot of work. Yeah. You, know, you get those mini kegs from Heineken or whatever you put in the refrigerator. Pop the top right on. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Number three, appliances. Ooh. What kind uh, of appliance? All right. A nice blender. A little coffee, coffee machine, something like that. You can find a nice little, uh, little, not the big blenders, but like like a little uh, one of those handheld things that you know you make your smoothies with. All that stuff. People little, get rid of those little, things all the time. Little blend jet situation. Yeah, something like that. All right. I think you can find a good deal on those, and those things it can be pricey. You get them at the yard sale for ten bucks. I don't think I'm buying a used blender. You plug it in, you make sure it works. I know how to do that. I don't, but just the, I don't think I'm buying someone else's blender. I think I, I need a brand new one. I don't, you can't wash I it. I, I mean, you could wash it, but Where is everything really, does anything ever really get clean? <laughs> so, so you throw your blender out every time you, you use one? Well, if, if I know only what I've put in the blender, then I feel better about it. But if I don't know what you've put in a blender and you're like, here's my blender, I got questions. I don't think I'm going to use blender. I'm not gonna what lie. What do you think they're putting in there? And they're putting fruits and vegetables. They're not putting Mike. dead cats. Are you sure, Mike? I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but if you clean it good enough, I mean, what's the difference? Really? You sanitize it. There's some things, like if I told you that it was in this blender, I promise you, <laughs> you would never use the blender. I just feel like I can list a few things right now that if I was like, hey, this was in the blender, you'd be like, you know what? I'm good. All right. Well, what about like an air fryer? I feel like it's a different scenario. I, I may go used air fryer, used blender. Too many, too many options there. Yeah, air fryer. You maybe. Put all kinds of things in an air fryer, buddy. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, number two. I think this is a good one. Exercise equipment. Yes. 
Boom. All right, some dumbbells, maybe a little bench, maybe like a little pull-up uh, bar. Mm-hmm. People are getting rid of that stuff all the time. And in the pandemic, you can get a, a lot of money for a lot of that stuff. So it's good to sell and good to yeah. buy. I think we're on the downslope, though. I think about a year ago, you probably could have gotten a lot of that stuff. Really good deals at yard sales, right? Because people bought during the pandemic. They were going to get in the best shape of their lives, used it twice, and then it was on their curb. So I think we may be on the down curve of getting the uh, home exercise equipment at a very cheap rate. But there was a there was a, a niche market for a while on that. That's a, that's a great call. Yeah. Number one, actually, I don't like number one anymore because that's, it goes back to the thing I said originally at the beginning of this. Zero conviction. You can donate these things. Yeah. But there are big money makers at these yard sales. Clothes. You can resell clothes. No, you got 20 not, shirts that you're getting rid of. You're going to throw them away. Yes. And I'm, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm not going to buy them from you. I'm not going to be like, hey, this shirt looked great on Mike. You're Let not. me buy it and wear it, right? But some people are. You can make money. That's where I made all that money on that one yard sale that I did. I had a box. And I was selling shirts like, I don't know, 10 for five bucks or whatever it is <laughs> no, two bucks a shirt or a 50 cent whatever it was at the end of the day i had a giant box still closed <laughs> just get rid of hey there's a, a thousand shirts in here get lady give me like a hundred bucks boom thousand shirts <laughs> whatever it was i didn't even count it you take it all take the whole box that's where yeah. i made my big my big call but last few years long time now i, I donate all that stuff the, the uh the breast cancer society all that stuff Every six months, and if I showed you what's going on in this garage right now, we probably got a bunch of other donations. I'm looking at a box right here of clothes that can just be packaged, and, and we let the breast cancer know. They come pick it up. Yeah, I got a bunch of boxes sitting out by the front door. Boom, donate them. But, <laughs> but, but it is like I think the number one selling thing at yard sales are used clothes. Hmm. Kids yeah, clothes. I, yes, kids clothes make some sense. Yes, I, I can see, you know, uh, you, you, you're – you're pulling that off, you know, grown, grown ass men clothes. I, like I'm not going to buy your express one MX shirt that you wore two years ago. Cause it, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just not me. I agree. Donations are good route, but I, I agree. People are going to, are going to buy that stuff. I also look, whenever I turn these microphones on, I never know what's going to happen. I did not have UCF Mike's yard sale strategy as part of tonight's rundown. And I'm, I'm disappointed that I didn't know this about you, that you were, uh, you were this w- into yard sales and uh, you had strategic, a plans uh, in a yard sale. I was, this is, this is shocking. This is revelatory for me. Now what you've learned is either you got to go really early and you can have the first pick of all the stuff or yeah. you go really late and you get the best deals. That's when everybody's just shutting down shop. They just want to get rid of the stuff. You go in there, mm-hmm. you offer half the price they're asking for. You pretty much get whatever you want, but slim pickings at that time. Mm. But you may find something. I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not, I don't think my community allows yard sales. I think it's one of those uh, homeowners association situations, but I, I will, I will, is, is it still in the paper? Like, how do you find the yard sale? Is it still like, you know, there are advertisements there. How do you, how do you do that? I'm sure that, you know what they probably have like on those Facebook community groups. I'm sure people post on there or you just see the signs that, you know, you're driving back from you know, Publix on a Saturday morning and you, you see a bunch of signs, Hey, yard sale down the street. That's the only way I ever see them. Okay. But I'm sure there's plenty of advertising now for Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. I've heard of it, yeah. E- easy. So I'm sure if you wanted to find a yard sale, you could find one within a five mile radius in your neighbor, you know, this weekend for sure. There's two or three of them going on. Okay. 
Uh, everybody out there, check your yard sales. Uh, tweet at, at UCF Mike one, your yard sale finds this weekend. If you buy anything, pottery blenders, uh, you know, uh, silverware, would you buy silverware at a yard sale? Mike, is there a line where you're just like, I'm not buying that used. There's gotta be something. I mean, underwear is probably obvious, right? Like I hope at least, uh, is there something that you're like, I'm not buying that used. There's gotta be something. Yeah, silverware doesn't seem like something. That is, okay. Anything you're, they're putting in their mouth and then you put it in your mouth, that, that can't be right. That can't no. be right. Even though you go to restaurants and, and you're, you're, eating the silver, you're using the silverware that hmm. a thousand other people use, right? Point. You ever think yeah. about that? I do now. Yeah. All right. So now you're never going to restaurants again. Did I just ruin restaurants for you? Just eat with my hands. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, you're only going to taco places and burger places from now on. Chicken wings. Pizza. All right. That's it. Yeah, sounds like a good diet. My diet <laughs> pizza. I don't. I don't see the burgers. I don't see the issue here. No, no pasta. No, no more chicken parmesan. I don't eat Italian food. I actually I hate pasta, Italian. chicken. No, I don't. It's a problem in the house because, as you probably know, my wife is like a thousand percent Italian. Uh, but I can't tell you the last time I had pasta. What what year is it? Twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, maybe. Last time I had pasta. I prefer yeah. to drink my I carbs. If I'm going to have my stuff. carbs. Let me drink my carbs. I'm not going to eat my carbs with pasta. That's that's just my philosophy. That might be the most absurd thing you've ever said on these airwaves. I'm not sure. You're not eating pasta. You don't eat spaghetti. You don't eat no. chicken parmesan. You don't eat nope. nothing. Nah, no. Big no. ziti? I mean, I've had it, but I haven't had a big ziti. And uh, I think my wife made something for like a, a holiday, you know, sometime this decade that I had to have. But it's not a staple. So my family, for whatever reason, my daughter specifically, um, loves olive garden that's the only place she so every night she's like let's go to olive garden and, and your boy's not so anytime i go out of town anytime like i'm not available they all go to olive garden without me like that's the like dad's out of town let's go to olive garden that's how this works in the family that's the rule when dad's in town we can't go to olive garden if dad's away olive garden it is and so that's that's how we operate lasagna you don't eat, you don't like a nice lasagna <sighs> nothing ah, can't do without it yeah could do without sheesh I don't, I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm a uh, fun fact. You know, this about me. Fun fact, Mike, I'm, I'm one 16th Mexican. This is your story. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm tacos, burritos, nachos. I'm probably more in the Mexican realm these days. Um, obviously American food. I tried sushi for a while. I just didn't take, you know, I figured that was a thing, but not very, not very healthy for you. A lot of, a lot of bad, uh, depends what you get, I suppose, but a lot of, a lot of bad in the sushi. So give up the sushi. Um, a lot of chicken. Chicken fan, <laughs> not, not rotisserie chicken though. A lot of sodium in that. Well, watch out, friends. You heard from you heard from me first. A lot of a lot of sodium. The mojo or the uh, doesn't matter. Any, All any? The above. I'm a lemon pepper guy personally. If I can get lemon pepper, a lot of salt, a lot of sodium. Watch your sodium content, friends. It'll get you. You're getting older, Mike. Are you watching your sodium? No, I'm not. But I don't think it's very high. I, I think I eat pretty well. Okay. What'd you have for lunch? I had a chicken salad sandwich. I mean, I'm not. I'm sorry. A chicken salad salad. So it was a chicken salad, like so. Chicken salad, mayonnaise, chicken salad kind of with, Okay, it's already pre-made, and then with uh, with all the veggies, everything except olives. I don't eat the olives, but you know, wow. lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers, jalapenos. What's wrong with olives? I just the one thing I don't eat is olives. I just don't like them. It's the one thing. Wow. Actually, Basically, I don't mind an olive. Black olives? I don't mind them. Either one, black or green. No. Yeah, green I wouldn't eat. Black I'm fine with. Yeah, I put black olives on my pizza sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, I'm not an olive guy. 
Kenny and Alex. Uh, I, I've had them snuck in there, whatever. We're still recording, by the way. Is this thing still on? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it is. We haven't even got to the cow of the week segment. That's when we, we really should get to. Do you want to get to cow? I, I was excited because before we we got to this portion, I we were just kind of bantering, and you said you had a cow of the week already. Typically, I I can't like spring cow of the week on you because you're not you're not ready. You haven't done all the research necessary. But you've you've come at the gate here with a, a cow of the week. I don't want to wait any longer because I don't want you to forget it or lose confidence in it like you've done in your top five list. So I want you to get you your cow of the week now so I can make sure we, we cover it uh, before the show is like three and a half hours. <laughs> All right. Well, this was an easy one for me this week. Great. Cow of the week. Always look to the cows. The main cow himself, Matt Grothy. Oh, we're going here. Okay. Okay. Matt Grothy. <laughs> With yeah. some interesting tweets this week. Uh, where do I even begin? I took some screenshots of a couple of them. Let's see. The first one. Research. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad mm-hmm. I work for Miller Coors House. The amount of beer I've been selling the last two weeks and seeing Bud products being pulled is mind-blowing. Thank you to they, them. And he gets into the whole trans uh, thing going on here. He's had another tweet. It's he, her. Fuck off if you think differently. <laughs> and any normal human should th- think that. Well, he said thing that. Sorry, mm-hmm. not sorry this time. Christ, this is a joke. So Matt Grothy. <laughs> confused. <laughs> First of all, he says it's he, her. Isn't it he, she? And him, her? I mean, if you want to get technical with it, he goes with she, not he with her. Yes, I believe you're correct. I, mean, I think yeah. it's he, she. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's yeah. even getting his whole things all mixed up. So You go to Matt Grothy for um, accuracy? No, obviously not. But this guy is getting roasted all over the place, as you should be, for, you know, just, I guess, what is it? Transphobic? Is that what it is? Or just an asshole being an asshole? It's I- definitely second one. <laughs> I, think, I, think that's ir- <laughs> I think it's irrespective of anything else that may or may not be happening. Uh, is you, can, you can pretty much count the second one, yeah. Yeah. So um, just basically reading his tweets is all I really have to say. On the subject, the guy is a complete moron. Um, and then he's right in line with these people that are just going into Publix. And I've seen a video of a guy just taking beers off the shelf and just throwing them all over the store. Right? What are oh, these no, people yeah. actually doing? The guy got arrested, the guy that I saw. So Assault, I'm sure he's yeah. going to have to pay for the beers that he, he ruined and, and probably spend a couple of days in jail. And for what? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> these people are making this big of a deal of, of – uh, a commercial that they saw that that got them upset um I, and, and to be honest bud and all of these, those beers cores they all kind of suck I, i've moved on and that's why i'm now drinking the ipas so i i, I don't know what I, you look like you don't want to comment at all on any of these <laughs> no i'm i uh i don't <sighs> I don't. What's the last time I had a Bud Light? Is what I'm trying to figure out. I don't, I'm not a. I'm not a Bud drinker. I used to be a huge Bud. Actually, my favorite Bud was Bud Select. They don't make that anymore. Um, if I go light beer, I'm usually Mick Ultra. Sometimes some Miller Light. And um, honestly, after I had COVID, like beer doesn't taste the same to me for whatever reason. That's like the one thing that hasn't come back. Uh, I can do a Mick Ultra. I can do a, a Miller Light. Actually, my probably go to just like light beer. I need to pound like ten of them just because I need to. 
Corona Premier is probably where I go on that one. Eat a little lime in there. It's a light Corona situation. I'm probably there. Uh, yeah, I don't understand any of this stuff. Like, I don't, I mean, a lot of people are just mad about a lot of things, and I don't really understand why they're that mad about it unless it really impacts them, and it really doesn't impact them. So I think it's just mad to be mad or mad because they think they have to be mad about something or mad because they want to tell people they're mad. I don't, I don't really know. I don't want people are so mad. Everyone's mad. Why are we all mad? <laughs> and, and he's very proud of Coors, but I think Coors has been openly Coors is as as yeah is as supportive of any LGBTQ plus. I think that's all the acronyms there. Um, uh, stuff in the past. So um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand. I guess you're going to boycott all kinds of. Don't drink beer, I guess, Matt Grofty. I mean, you probably lose like thirty pounds. You know, if you just laid off the beer. I mean, go to something different. I guess I don't. I don't really, again, a lot of this is just fake outrage. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, Matt. I don't go to Matt Grothy for deep thoughts on anything um, political or elsewise. And if anybody else does, then you got problems. But when he does stupid things like this, we just like to point him out. Of course. And it's perfect for the Cal of the Week segment. It's exactly what the Cal of the Week is for. So, all right, I got a Cal of the Week that I thought was going to be Cal of the Week, but turned out to not be Cal of the Week. So, this is a, uh, a plot twist, Mike. So, we are at the uh, Varsity Nance Golf Tournament. As I mentioned, we are in a golf cart. And we were, um, we were trying to catch up with Gus Malzahn. So we were on hole 17, where the Suns UCF uh, sign was, was, uh, was plastered there. And Gus was on like 14 at the time. So we, we took off driving towards 14. Again, the, the Eagle Creek Golf Course is in the neighborhood. So you're literally like, driving through people's backyards and stuff. So we're, we're, we're driving around, right? We get to uh, we we get to where um, we think Gus is going to be at, and as our luck would have it, we're coming down a path. Gus is coming right at us, so we we pop a Yui, we turn around, and we're now following Gus to uh, to the to the next tee. So it would have been fifteen, right? We get to fifteen, we we pull off, and uh, Trace had been shooting the video. Trace is the the video guy. That's kind of what he does. Uh, I figured I'm not going to mess with his. You know, his he's got a a situation. He's got a protocol here i'm gonna let him do his thing i'll stand by and support you know at, you know ask him whatever i gotta do right so we get out we get out of the golf cart and trace looks at me and goes i lost my phone i'm like what do you mean you lost your phone he's like i don't have my phone he's patting his pocket he's doing that thing where you pat your pockets and you're you know touching yourself everywhere he's like i don't have my phone i'm like okay and he's like well it's it's my work phone i'm like oh all right so cool like you we should go get that and he's like no 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 that's the phone i shoot the video with we had been at the thing, Mike, for four and a half hours, shot every interview at this point. So KZ, Blake, Dante, everybody is on this phone. And he's like, I don't have my phone. And I'm like, well, uh, what are we going to do, Trace? He's like, well, last time I had it was when we were on 17, right? So we literally had to drive past Gus Malzahn back to 17 and slow drive from 17 all the way down to where we saw Gus at 14 and look on the side of the road and see if we found the phone. Now, the problem is the golf cart was a little bit funny. So we suspect that his phone fell out of his pocket while we were driving. Your boy was driving here, took a couple of tough turns. So perhaps it could have been my fault. I don't know. Right. So we're slow driving down and we're looking, we're looking. Trace is like, I need my phone back. This is my work phone. Like I gotta, I gotta have it back. Like can't not have it. Like I have my videos on here. So there's about a seven to 10 minute block, Mike, where our entire four hour stretch of time there was for not because we had no phone. Luckily we, we happened upon a turn here right around the 14th, right there. Smack dab on the sidewalk, Mike Trace's cell phone untouched. Nobody ran it over. Nobody turned it in either, by the way. We picked the thing up, turned back on, videos, pictures, everything is all there. So there was a 10-minute block where 
Trace maybe was cow of the week. I could have been cow of the week, but I've never seen a man more nervous in my life, Mike, than Trace Trelko in those 10 minutes when his phone was not uh, available to him. Uh, never seen a man more nervous in my entire life than those 10 minutes where Trace could not find his phone. So it sounds like it was right under where you guys were when you first discovered that you was missing, right? Uh, it could not have been. No, I think it. Uh, so it, again, it's a neighborhood. So there's a bunch of like, I took a bump. And I think when I took the bump onto the sidewalk, so it's basically like you went from road to sidewalk and there's a bit of an interchange. I think when I hit the bump, I think is when his phone fell out. So it was, it was a way away from, from where we were when he realized it. But we probably should have seen it on the way back to follow Gus. It was literally right there on the sidewalk. So how we missed it, I do not know. But there's a 10-minute block of time where you weren't getting any of these videos and any of these pictures, any of these interviews, Mike, because uh, they were all gone. <laughs> that would have been a big disaster. It would have been a whole, yes. I want to say still not a waste of a day because you still had the experience of hanging out with all the guys and everything. But to not come away with any video or interviews would have really been a damper on the situation yeah it would have been a big big kick in the balls right because it was four and a half hours a lot a lot of good stuff in that video and not to mention obviously trace you know needs his phone for his own purposes but yes yeah, so that would have that would have been a bit a uh, bit of a problem but the phone was found uh again never seen a more nervous man although to be fair uh, like i don't know about you like when you can't find your wallet for a second like you don't get that moment of like oh my god where's my wallet right like that was kind of the the vibe that trace was was sort of giving off was like i cannot believe i can't find my phone do you even have it's a wallet scary. anymore? You still carry a wallet? I have a very thin, like it's not even, I don't, is it a wallet? I don't even, I, I literally have like four cards in the thing. Yeah, um, it stretches out. Yeah. 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 Somebody gave me one of those for a Christmas gift exchange at the office. I like it. I use that. But also on my phone, I just have this case. I carry this with me. I basically have my uh, ID, my credit card, gas card, and that's, I take this everywhere. I don't even need my wallet half the time because my wallet's got, you know, if I have to go, whatever, it's got insurance cards and other things in there, but I, yeah. mostly I just take my phone. It's got everything. So if I lost my phone, I'd, that and I'd be screwed because I'd have my well, my yes. ID, my credit well, this card. This was his phone, but that's the other problem. If I put, I, so I don't have that. I, and my wife keeps telling me I should just do that because I use Apple Pay anyway for a lot of stuff, right? So all I really need is my license and my insurance card, right? Which is also on my phone, I guess. Um, my Costco card. I don't I mean like I need like three cards total, but if I lose my phone, I lose it all. That's the scary part. Well, you can. I mean, I'm not going to go to garage sales without my phone, Mike. From other devices, though, you'd be able to track it and find it. So if you went back home and from like your iPad or something, you'd use the Find My app and mm -hmm. you could see exactly where it is. Because I've had that happen to me. You know, I, I've lost my uh, AirPods or whatever, but they were in the car. And then you go there and then you send a signal and you, and you hear it beep and boom, you're, you're back in business in five minutes. Boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fair. But Tra Trace was a uh, was a, a wreck for a period of time there. Uh, he uh, he since rectified himself. The other thing is, Calvin, did you see the live show, Mike? I know um, you were uh, otherwise engaged on Thursday. Did you watch the replay of the live show? I saw portions of it. I felt like Trace was sitting really close to me in the live show. We were sharing one mic. Once we were very, very close during the entire live show. Yeah uncomfortably close at some points <laughs> and and I, i'm not a tv guy so for all intents and purposes uh trace is a professional for those who don't know he was like on the tv news for you know a decade plus and, and various stops so he's been trained on this stuff he was a news anchor for a while so he's got like all this like you know hey I, they taught me this and when you're doing this right so after the show 
uh, we were at the uh, the lobby bar having a couple of drinks. Um, our friend Michael Emptiness, who follows a lot of the baseball stuff, tweets a lot. He was there um, uh, having a, a drink with us. Leo was there, Mike. Uh, we got to hang out with Leo for a little bit. And so, you know, a couple of drinks in, I they're talking about the live show. And I was like, Trace, I got to ask a question. He was like, what's going on? Why are you staring at me? Like, why? We, like, so when he does the show, like, I'm, and you can't see this if you're listening on audio, but he was looking at me talking and asking questions instead of looking at the camera. And so I felt like I had to look at him. So I'm like, well, yeah. And like, we're sharing one microphone. Like, we're staring at each other. Like, no one can see this. And I kept feeling compelled to stare at him because he looked at me. But I didn't really want to look at him because I was like, this is awkward. Let me look at the camera. And But he kept staring at me. So I don't know if that's Cow of the Week, Mike. I was also really sunburned. I looked terrible. Um, but he was just staring at me the entire time. Um, and apparently that's a news thing. They tell you if you're having a conversation with like an anchor on the news, you should look at each other like you're talking. And that's how the audience knows like, oh, these two are having a conversation and you, the listener or watcher or viewer, are just enjoying it versus you're a part of it. But he stared at me the entire time. <laughs> were you getting nervous or were you getting worried? That's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a difference between nervous and worried? Uh, I, I, I saw that breaking out earlier on uh, on social media. I was neither. I was just kind of like, what am I supposed to do here? Like, if I'm just staring at Trace after a while, what? I, I, that just feels like a, 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 a bad presentation of a show. It feels like if you're watching at home, you're like, why are these two dudes just staring at each other? I don't know. So I, I, I glanced at him every now and again, but then, then try to bring it back to the camera. But I learned afterwards that's a, that's a TV trick, Mike, so. Luckily, you don't have that issue because I'm looking at you no matter what. But if we were in a room together um, doing the show, which we've never done, by the way, you Trace was asking me that question. That's the first ever Sons of UCF done in the same location of all time. Yeah. <laughs> first time. Yeah, Although Leo, fun yeah. fact, Leo lives across the street from the Celeste, but Trace sent him home because we didn't have enough cameras to get Leo. And then Trace, is, he would have been staring at Leo too. So Leo literally left the Celeste to go do his live shot and then came back afterwards <laughs> to finish up the show and have uh, have beers with us afterwards. So yeah, I was just going to ask that. All over the place. Because you, see, you said he was there afterwards, but I saw him yeah. in a different location. So he, yes, he was there before. Did he pop in at the end where you guys were? That's, I didn't see the end. That's what you should. You should have left. No, I don't. And came back in the same shot. No, I don't believe he came back. Um, I don't think he came back before the show ended. If he did, he definitely wasn't on. He may have been in the lobby, but he wasn't. Uh, wasn't pictured. Uh, no, he well, actually he wasn't because he wasn't. I was in the lobby when he got there, so no, he he was not part of the the ending of the show. Now, can Leo kick him back? Was he getting drunk? He lives right across the street. He does. Uh, I I don't think Leo had anything to drink actually. Leo doesn't drink. I'm not saying he doesn't drink. I, I just I did not see him have any that particular evening. Um, that yeah, emptiness water. guy looks like he 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 puts a few beers back. Only put down one. Yeah, I think I think like so. Here's the other Celeste. I mean, it's a Thursday night, Mike. I mean, it's not it's not Thursday Thursday. I get it's not a hangout spot for college kids. The lobby bar closed at ten. Live show ends at nine. By the time I hauled all the equipment back out to my hotel room, I didn't get down there like 920. And they were like damn near last call at that point. So we were kind of in a tough spot, you know, not not a lot, uh, not a lot of beers to be had at that point. So back over the building. No, everyone kind of part of company at that point. Um, yeah, part of company. I mean, I, I had been up since like five to drive to the golf tournament. Um, I don't know what Leo and Trace's excuse was, but I, I was tired at that point. But no, but no, party ended at that point. That was the end of the Suns uh, get together, all four of us. All right, it's a good time. Sounds like fun. I'm definitely gonna check out the the Celeste. Maybe next time I get up there, even if I'm not staying there, 
just go there and enjoy the amenities. Like I am staying there. That, you know, that's the old trick. Just go walk in like you're staying there. They don't know. You go in and use the know. pool. You don't even need the key. So you, you go there with your towels. Somebody's there, right? And they open the door for you. You walk in at the same time. I've done that at, at hmm. hotels before. Yeah, I, I I have no doubt you could get away with that at that spot. But I mean, the summer's coming up, Mike. You and the family want on a weekend getaway. You know, if you want to get up for a baseball game, you got some time. I imagine you'll still have some time to get into the Celeste pre-football, right? So, you know, you got a soccer event, or you guys are going to go check out the, you know, the attractions in Orlando. I, I don't know why you'd stay at UCF, but you have an option if you want to, <laughs> you know, trek forty-five minutes uh, back to UCF after seeing the attractions. You have the option. Yeah, it's good to have. Even though the hotels I stay at are basically on campus. I mean, the last couple of times I stayed at La Quinta and it's right there at the uh, research park. Yeah. Uh, stayed at a couple other places just on the other side of Alafaya. Yeah. Comparing much- to La Quinta and the Celeste, though, probably you may need to be served with jail time at that. I mean, that's just you can't. You can't. You, that's not a comparable. You can't. I got the suite at La Quinta. It was actually pretty uh, nice. I had the, the living room, you know, nice bed. Uh-huh. It's yeah, basically like the penthouse. Huh? I mean, I'm not saying it's yeah. not. The, the La Quinta penthouse doesn't <laughs> feel like, you know, the, the thing. But, I mean, it, it could be very nice. It may be Even the nice. Hampton Inn I've stayed at across the street. It wasn't bad one time. I don't think I've stayed at the Hampton over there. You know, I stayed at the Hilton one time. And it was supposed the team hotel. The team stays there. That was the worst one because since the team was staying there, my room wasn't ready by the time I got there. Oh no, the team just left, and this we don't have the rooms ready. Well, you know what am I supposed to do? So that that actually was the one bad experience. I had to leave my bags there. Couldn't get all my. St- I couldn't get to the room till after the game. By then, you know it's already late. I like to be settled in and then go party. Hmm. Hotels are our gambit, my friend. But again, the Celeste highly, highly recommend. If you want to sponsor us, by the way, you can find us at Sons of UCF on social media, wherever you do that kind of stuff. Uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Again, I've been using the Gram mic, some more golf stuff on the Instagram. So if you want to check out some more golf stuff um, from the Varsity Nights Tournament, check us out there. Uh, Thursday, we'll do a live show. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, 8 p.m. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we got a thousand plus now, Mike. We're growing those uh, numbers. Leo has a new feature out on so Leo's. Oh yeah, I did. Man on the street situation. He's gonna try more of that stuff. Some some classics in there. Some Dolly drama in there uh, with a, a, and some Patrick Nurse in the in the conversation. Uh, the last guy was the owner of Burger U, uh, who seemed like he had a good time as well. So Leo's got a, his new feature, Bouncing with Leo, that'll be out there. Uh, golf interviews will be out there. So YouTube is where you want to be. Uh, Thursday, eight o'clock. We'll be back with you then. And uh, we'll be back next week, maybe with a guest or two. Who knows? We'll see what we can figure out. But uh, I appreciate your support as always. Make sure you uh, keep checking back with us. Everybody have a fantastic week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Everybody go nice. Sure, John. Gabe Davis, thanks for watching the Sons of UCF. Sports Social Podcast Network.